Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. He koonai pūrangi tēnei nā te reo irirangi o Aotearoa. Nā mihi nui and a big welcome to Elemental, an RNZ podcast in which we are celebrating the international year of the periodic table by visiting all the elements alphabetically. I'm Alison Balance. And I'm Professor Alan Blackman from the Auckland University of Technology. And today we've got a special anniversary because the Elemental podcast turns 21. Oh, happy birthday to us. I reckon. I think it's very, very appropriate that today's episode is in fact about my favourite element, cobalt. Why is cobalt your favourite element? (laughs) Well, many, many years ago, more years than I care to remember, uh, I did my PhD on cobalt complexes. Oh, fantastic. Tell me more. (laughs) Um, I don't really think you really want to know that. Maybe... maybe Perhaps if we've got time near the end, possibly, possibly, maybe you might, um, huh. yeah, I might, might tell you something. But we have to start, as we always do, with the vital statistics of this wonderful element, cobalt. So chemical symbol CO, atomic number 27, which again puts it pretty smack dab in the middle of the periodic table. It's another transition metal, so to follow after chromium. And it gets its name, very interestingly, from the German cobalt, which is with a K and a D, and that is German for goblin or evil spirit. That's an excellent name, but how on earth did it end up with that name? <laughs> well, so 16th century Saxony. Cast your mind back to then. You're not and... that old. <laughs> <laughs> so there are a bunch of miners down there, and as miners do, they're after sort of precious metals like gold, silver, and things like that. They found this material in the ground that looked very, very much like silver, so they tried to smelt it. And uh, they didn't get any silver, but what they did was get lots of arsenic. And they were quite upset by this. And so what they thought was that the ore was, in fact, cursed by goblins. But, in fact, it wasn't. It was um, good old cobalt arsenide. So that's a compound of cobalt and arsenic. Right, so what do we know about the pure metal? Now, fascinating stuff. It's or Cobalt is a ferromagnetic metal. That means... Mm-hmm that uh, it can be magnetised and it can retain that magnetisation to form a permanent magnet. You might think, well, that's that's kind of interesting. I've only known iron mm. magnets as being magnets. And, uh, in fact, it is a very, very rare quality amongst pure metals on the periodic table. And, in fact, there's only five elements that can do this, that can form permanent magnets. They're cobalt, iron, nickel which you'll all have heard of, gadolinium and dysprosium, which we will talk about in later episodes. Cobalt was very, very important in the development of a branch of chemistry that's called coordination chemistry. And for his great discoveries in this field, the Swiss chemist Alfred Werner was awarded the Nobel Prize for Chemistry in 1919. Coordination chemistry, for some reason it makes me imagine you in the lab doing something very coordinated 
you know, dressed up in your lab coat, synchronised <laughs> swimming or something, like all these chemists mm, dancing no, around the lab no. together. No, you don't dance in the lab, as, no. As I said in the last episode, come to my third-year lectures and I will uh, enlighten you. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, cobalt, and yep. like chromium, it's ringing bells about paint colours. So cobalt blue? Yes, indeed. Cobalt blue is a pigment that is made up of cobalt, aluminium and oxygen. So it is a beautiful, beautiful deep blue colour. And so the ancient Chinese and the Egyptians also, they were into pottery using cobalt blue in uh, these sorts of potteries and also in Venetian glass of uh, latter years. It's also well known, certainly in my era anyway. So there was a little sort of kids weather forecasting toy that used to be around when I was younger and when the weather was wet, it would turn a pink colour, and when the weather was dry, it would turn a blue colour. Anybody remember that out hmm, there? It's ringing vague bells. <laughs> so it's just reacting to humidity, I take it. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know really how it did the old forecasting. It was either it, <laughs> There was either wet air at the time or dry air at the time, and that was basically it, I guess. Yeah. You mentioned glass there, and that makes me think, so I've got a small glass paperweight at home that is made from Bristol blue glass, which was once a really big thing in Bristol in the UK. Apparently there were 17 glassmakers producing blue glass for a while in the 1800s. Then it wow. went out of production for ages, and but now there's one glassmaker again. That's who I bought my paperweight from. Ah, very nice. I will admit to not knowing that. I've learned something about my favourite element. Thank you, Alison. <laughs> <laughs> so why is it important? It's important for many reasons, but in terms of uh, humans, it's an essential trace element certainly in animals, because of the fact that it is a component of vitamin B12. And vitamin B12 is kind of important because uh, it's involved in the formation of red blood cells and in the myelin sheaths of nerves. Interesting that it's important in red blood cells when it's so important as a blue colour. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, but... we'll talk about that when we get to iron. There we go. <laughs> so what do we use it for apart from pretty blues? All sorts of things. So there's a radioactive isotope of cobalt, uh, which is cobalt-60, and that is very widely used, in fact, in food irradiation, and that kills bugs uh, very effectively. Uh, it's also used in sterilisation of medical instruments, and also as a radiotherapeutic agent. Now then, Alan, you nicely sidestepped my question at the top of this episode about what your <laughs> PhD on cobalt was about, <clears throat> but I am not going to let you off that lightly. <laughs> Can oh, I please God. have a 30-second or less elevator pitch on It'll what you less. spent three years of your <laughs> life studying? Oh, grief. I hope my old bosses aren't listening. So we were looking, and I say we because they had all the ideas and I just did the work, as is in the case of most PhDs. We were looking at a certain chemical reaction or reactions, and they occurred very, 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 very quickly, and we were trying to figure out if they could actually occur that quickly or not, and if they didn't, then how did they actually occur? And that sounds entirely sort of random, but show me a PhD that doesn't sound entirely random. And <laughs> what, what was the answer? Did they go faster? Well, I think the answer was yes or no, and as usual, more study is required. I think that's, that's, that's usually the answer for that. Okay, in the spirit of sharing, I will confess that my master's thesis was on feral sheep. Ah, <laughs> and okay. I spent four months in winter, studying them on a remote and wild sub-Antarctic island. Oh and as far as I know, there is no link between sheep and either cobalt or a podcast series uh, uh, about 
uh, the chemical <laughs> elements, or maybe um, there actually, is. <laughs> actually, funny you should mention that, in fact, there's uh, every linkage between sheep and cobalt because... 13% of New Zealand's soils are in fact cobalt deficient because they are volcanic. So the sheep that used to graze on said soils used to suffer from a thing called bush sickness, which was ultimately a vitamin B12 deficiency. So they would suffer a wasting disease and they'd end up dying and everything. And so this is why New Zealand farmers have to supplement in certain parts of the country, so uh, generally the volcanic plateau in the North Island, they have to top dress uh, cobalt onto the soil in those particular areas. Who knew I could randomly <laughs> drop sheep into this podcast and it would all make sense? Now, before we go, what's another interesting fact about cobalt? Not, by the way, that your PhD wasn't rivetingly interesting. Oh, I, oh, rivet, riveting is the word, yes, indeed. Oh, there are so many interesting facts about cobalt, but this, this was a, a rather good one that I came across. So apparently in the 1960s, some breweries decided to add a particular cobalt compound to beer. Um, the reason for this being that it helped maintain the head on the beer for longer. All was good with this, and they were doing this all around the world. But then, sort of a few years after they started doing this, they found a rash of heart attacks amongst heavy beer drinkers all around the world. And so this was uh, investigated by the good old FDA, Food and Drug Administration in the States, and this led to them banning the cobalt additive. Um, The cobalt additive wasn't toxic by itself, but when you couple it with a poor diet and lots of alcohol, (laughs) that led to heart problems. And so they called this cobalt beer cardiomyopathy. Oh, that's excellent. (laughs) (laughs) And that's us for this week with a podcast that has no known ill effects on your health. (laughs) You can safely consume as many elements as you like with us. And of course, you'll find us at your favourite podcast provider. Elemental is a podcast from RNZ. We're online at rnz.co.nz forward slash chemistry. Next time, we're looking at copper. But until then, it's bye from me, Alan Blackman. And me, Alison Ballant. Matewa. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.